Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning into the Air Gun Podcast for Episode 2, where we're going to be discussing what an air gun is and what an air gun is currently capable of thanks to recent innovations in the air gun industry. Now, before we get to that, if you don't know who I am, my name is Tay. Go back to Episode 1 and listen to my story and how I got into air guns so you can feel like you know me a little bit and be more comfortable listening to my voice. But if you're not a weirdo and you don't want to do that, I don't care. Just listen to this episode because it's going to be really informative on the different ways that we can start using air guns and that they're currently being used already that most people don't know about. So by definition, Google says an air gun is a gun that fires pellets using compressed air. Though that is technically a correct definition, it's not entirely correct because air guns aren't currently just firing pellets they're shooting bbs they're shooting round balls they're shooting pellets bullets yes bullets like with a b as in badass bullets and arrows so if you want to combine bbs and round balls into the same thing just different caliber that's fine so we have at least four projectile options that these are shooting um, guns, firearms, their projectile options, one. Now, this is not a competition to see which is better, air guns or firearms. This should be a demonstration that different tools need to be used for different jobs, and that's plain and simple. Now, if you don't believe that a certain tool is capable of a certain job, then that needs to be put to the test, and that's what we're going to do today on this episode. So let's jump down to a couple fellas who have some really cool, interesting information on their YouTube channels. They're not related to one another. Uh, the channels aren't anyway, other than they have guns on them or air guns. So Up North Air Gunner YouTube video has a 1,250-yard shot with a 357 air gun. And this is shooting a trash can lid. So it's a uh, aluminum trash can lid at 1,250 yards with a uh, 357 air gun. Now, if you didn't know the air guns could shoot a 357 round, welcome to it. Air guns are not what they used to be, brother. This isn't 1960 anymore. Uh, but fun fact, though, air guns were used on the Lewis and Clark expedition by those fellows themselves. So air guns are pretty old. In fact, they date back... Uh, you know, even earlier than that. But uh, 1,250 yards is the current world record for an air gun shot. And it passes through the trash can lid at 1,250 yards. So whether or not that's lethal or what kind of energy it was carrying at that distance, I'm not sure of. But that's a long shot for an air gun. Now if we switch over to Iraq Veteran 8888, his channel is sweet. Go check that one out as well. He uses an Air Force Texan, which was used by the Up North Air Gunner, and he's using it in 457, so it's a larger caliber, and he uses the old army standard of a three-quarter inch pine baffle board, and if the round passes through that, by old army standards, it was considered a lethal, uh, capable of a lethal wound. Um, so he shoots his Texan 457 air gun at 100 200, 300, and 400 yards and uh, records the results. 
So at 400 yards, these rounds were passing clean through two of those boards back to back. So one of them was brand new. Granted, the second one was kind of old and weathered um, and was used, you know, before and has some holes in it, which he explains and says, but it's just used as a backstop just to see how far these rounds are going, how lethal they are. So at 400 yards, these rounds are passing clean through both the boards. So by old army standards, which is a pretty good standard of what you're going to be getting in reality, um, these things are lethal at, at distances up to 400 yards, and he suspects even more. I suspect more as well. Um, but to put it plainly, that will ruin your life. So don't don't get in the way of them. So these are not just toys anymore like they used to be with a Red Ryder BB gun, you know, and the joke in the movie, A Christmas Story, where they're like, you'll shoot your eye out. Could that be done? Yeah, you could probably damage your eye. I don't think it would shoot your eye out. But now, air guns, you could Kurt Cobain yourself with these suckers because, one, they do have shotgun air guns now. So it's shotgun spray, but from compressed air not from expanding gases and primers and gunpowder and things like that that are going up to 60,000 PSI inside of a barrel. We're talking like 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 PSI. You know, doesn't get much higher than like 4,500 PSI in an air gun. So distances of up to 1,250 yards, lethal distances, again, depending on your caliber, of up to 400 yards. Now, most people aren't shooting a 45 cal air gun, but there's quite a few people in the hunting industry turning to air guns for hunting. Um, one, it's a more challenging thing because you've got to be in closer ranges because you're probably not going to want to take unless you're an unbelievable shot and you know your gun and your ammos and your conditions very well. You're not going to be shooting at 400 yards with an air gun. Now, something like 100 or 150 yards, maybe even 200 is actually a viable option because of how consistent and accurate these guns are nowadays. But for the most part, you're probably going to be shooting within 100 yards. And a lot of these guns in different calibers are capable of getting the job done within those distances. Um, So hunters are switching over to these as a viable option. And another big factor in that is because of how quiet they are. Again, because they're not breaking the speed of sound, they're technically a subsonic round. Um, So subsonic speeds, they are just using the compressed air that's not 60,000 PSI, expanding gases, loud noise, explosion. It's just compressed air. And because of that, because they're not considered a firearm either, at least in the United States, then you can get aftermarket silencers or shrouds on them that are going to quiet these things down to ridiculous amounts. So we're testing our FX Dreamline in 22 and 25 cal with Donnie FL silencers on the end shooting at about 950 feet per second. And that's some pretty serious power. We're shooting out to 100 yards, no problem, you know, quarter inch groups, with pellets. We don't even have the slug liners in them, which if you don't know what that means, it's replacing the barrel with a different barrel that's meant to shoot the cast bullets instead of just the pellets. So we'll have a different twist rate, a little bit different design than a pellet barrel. Um, 
And these things are like 65, 70, 75 decibels. That's like just barely above a conversation level. Like if you play this on your speaker with the volume all the way up, it's shooting about with the same noise level as this podcast is when you listen to it on your speaker. That's insane compared to a firearm. So let's say you miss and you need a follow-up shot. You can do that now because you don't have an explosion in a supersonic crack going off because you're using a firearm. You're using an air gun. So, again, this is not a comparison of what gun is better. It's just saying which tool can get the job done in an effective and efficient manner. Now, what we're seeing a lot of times is that air guns are making their way and bridging the gap into the hunting world to get things done. So it's not going to make sense to take a 308 to clear out barn pigeons because that's ridiculous. It's unsafe, it's inefficient, and it's really expensive. But if you take a 177 or a 22 caliber air gun that has an external or internal or both power adjustments so you can tune it down to like 12 foot-pounds of energy and you can shoot these birds without having to worry about pass-throughs or dangerous ricochets or damage then that's a much better option than going with a 308 you know in blasting holes in your barn or whatever shooting rabbits in your backyard if you're in city limits or certain things like that pest birds um, pest species all kinds of things air guns are now making their way into these realms and being utilized as effective and efficient tools. Not only that, they're just fun to shoot. So another application of air guns that is starting to make its way is firearms training, whether it's law enforcement or military. And the reason is because they can replicate the same weight, same action of a gun, um, but instead of paying several dollars per round to shoot these things, you're paying pennies per round because it's shooting BBs or pellets now. So you can implement these in a lot of different training situations for firearms and firearm handling, but for a portion of the cost. Now, it doesn't completely replace practicing with the real thing. That needs to be done. But it's a really good option to start doing it more economically minded. Uh, it's also just safer. I don't have to worry about a 9mm round uh, traveling and hurting someone if someone mishandles or misuses the weapon in training if that 9mm round is actually just a 177 pellet round. It's now still dangerous. I'm not saying it isn't. But not nearly as much energy or velocity that's behind that. So that's another thing we need to get into is the energy that these things are capable of. So let's just take, again, a firearm, for example. Let's say a 150 grain round out of a Winchester 308. Uh, that 308 round in 150 grains going 2,700 feet per second is producing about 2,800 pounds of energy. Now, that's quite a bit of energy, and that will get the job done depending on what you're hunting. Again, shot placement is a big big factor in this as well but a good rule of thumb um, is that for every pound the animal is you need one pound of one foot pound of energy with an effective shot to get the job done 
So if I'm shooting a three pound rabbit, I need when the projectile gets there to have at least three foot pounds of energy with good shot placement to kill this rabbit in an effective, efficient, ethical way. Now, most guns are putting out much more energy than they actually need to with a good place shot. So by that standard, if I'm shooting a deer that's 90 pounds, if I'm using a 100 foot pound gun with an air gun, like a 30 cal or a 45 cal or whatever, and it has more than 90 pounds, 90 foot pounds of energy or whatever weight the animal is, then as long as I'm doing a good clean shot and you know with good shot placement, I can ethically and effectively take that animal down. I can kill it. Um, so let's talk about max energy levels so far that we've seen out of air guns. So coming from a 50 cal air gun called the Umarex Gauntlet, excuse me, the Umarex Hammer. The Gauntlet is another uh, option uh, that Umarex has. It's a PCP, but that doesn't come in 50 cal. I think it comes in 177, 22, and 25, which again can be used for lots of different things. So the Umarex Hammer is this 50 cal, and I think I also have it in 45. But this thing is putting out 700 foot-pounds of energy. And from an air gun, that's insane because it's just compressed air. So there's a lot of ingenuity um, and just mechanical innovation that has gone into these things to make them capable of these types of things. So if you go to American Air Gunner TV, you will see the Umarex hammer taking out brown bears in British Columbia, and you will see this bear drops on the spot. It's amazing. And then you'll also see a uh, North American bison, which is the largest uh, land mammal we have on the continent in North America. Again, drops this bison where it stands. And I think they even take the Air, Air Force Texan and a lady hunter. She kills this, uh, a black buck, I think, at like over 100 yards. Something like that. So they're capable of pretty amazing things, you know, cleanly, ethically, effectively, efficiently taking these animals and, you know, harvesting them. So if you didn't know air guns were capable of that, now you do. So we're capable of really high energy. So 700 foot pounds of energy, I can take out a 700 pound animal with good shot placement. That's what that tells me. Um, now this changes a little bit depending on the projectile. The weight obviously is going to change the energy behind it. The velocity will change based on the weight of the projectile. And there's all kinds of things you can do to tune your air guns like crazy. So they're either having a higher output or lower output. Increasing shot count, decreasing shot count. Whatever it is that you want to do, you can tune these suckers up for the most part. Now some of them are a lot more adjustable than others. Um, but if you are shooting... An arrow out of one of these things you're usually shooting them at close to 500 feet per second which is about two times what the top compound bows are shooting arrows at currently so that means one you can be crazy accurate with the arrows two you can shoot them at double the speed and depending again on the weight of the projectile weight of the arrow itself weight of the head whatever it is, um, it's going to change a little bit the energy and the velocity and all that jazz. But you're going to be able to take big game with these things 
and they're so, so, so quiet because they're freaking just air. Now, probably not as quiet as a bow if you're doing bow hunting, but really not much different, and it's moving twice the velocity, so you're gaining, you know, something there where you're losing a little bit of stealth, if you will. Either way, by the time the arrow flies out of the bow or the gun, it should be too late for the animal. It should be breathing its last breath. Anyway, so we're shooting arrows. We're shooting pellets. We're shooting BBs. We're shooting bullets out of air guns. Now, if we're talking smaller caliber, like 2.2 and 2.5, we got guys shooting bullets out of these guns, these air guns, with barrels usually specifically designed for slugs for these bullets. But nonetheless, they're taking birds and prairie dogs and small game up to 250 plus yards. That's a dang good shot with a firearm. So they're capable of some pretty ridiculous things. Now again, you have to be a good shot. You have to know your holdovers at distances. You have to know your conditions. You have to know your range. You have to know your gun. You have to know what it's tuned to, its capabilities. So not any gun is going to be able to knock out a prairie dog at 250 yards. I can't do that with my, you know, $200 Diana Storm Rider, even though I've got a regulator in it and I'm about to get it hooked up with a freaking Donnie FL on the end. It's just not capable of that. It doesn't have the capacity. Just like I'm not going to kill a bad guy from a mile away with a 22 long rifle. I'm going to need a 50 cal BMG for that. So again, different tool, different application. Different tool, different capabilities. But as this podcast is demonstrating, this episode should be communicating to the listeners and the people out there that air guns are a viable option for big game hunting, small game, and they have just a lot more tunability and a lot of them are now modular. So you can replace the stocks, you can replace the grips, you can replace freaking pretty much everything about them. Um, if if you want to look at a really cool modular air gun, go to FX or go to YouTube and look up the FX Dreamline and this will take you through all the different options you have for that modular air gun. It's by far the most modular one. One of the reasons why I converted my brother, who is a bow hunter and firearm hunter, to getting an air gun, he went with the FX Dreamline, the classic, and he did that because, one, you can replace the barrels. So if you want to change calibers, you want to go from a 22 to a 25 or from a 22 to a 30, you can do that. And that's insane. Um, and then you just get the appropriate projectiles for that barrel. Or if you want to do a slug liner instead of a, pe a pellet barrel, the Smooth Twist X system, you can do that. So that's really cool. So these things are very much tunable and adaptable to whatever your situation is. Now, if I go out and buy an AR-15, I can't really do much else besides shoot my AR-15 rounds in certain circumstances. But if I buy a FX Dreamline or a modular air gun, and I want to tune the power because I'm shooting pigeons one day and I want to shoot feral hogs the next day, I can do that. Or if I want to go shoot coyotes one day and then rabbits the next day, 
I can tune down the power, I can switch out the barrel, I can do both, and these are viable options for all these different things. So again, let's revisit what an air gun is. Technically, yes, Google's right. It's a gun that sh fires pellets using compressed air. But they're capable of firing different types of ammunition, and they're not just your typical Red Rider BB guns anymore, or your brake barrel pellet guns. These things are coming with repeatable shots with rotary magazines. Some are full auto, some are semi-auto, 25 cal, um, full auto, 14 rounds, and this thing's shooting 34 grain rounds at 950 feet per second on full auto. That's one of these options that we have today in the air gun world. Now, let's say firearms go away tomorrow and you still want something that's capable for home defense. That's something I would look into. A fully auto, also capable of semi-auto, 25 cal air rifle with a 14 round magazine. That's pretty cool. Again, that's a viable option for home defense or on the video that I saw, they light up a squirrel with it, and it's pretty sweet. So now, hopefully what you guys are seeing and understanding is that air guns can be used for a lot more than they used to be able to be used for. And I've seen that just in the recent four years, five years that I've been into them and really started to get into the industry. Now, certainly 10 years ago, or if your dad or your grandpa shot a BB gun or a pellet gun, you know, 20 years ago, and they haven't looked into them since or heard anything about them, then of course this is going to be a shock to them, or they're going to think when you say, oh yeah, these guys are hunting bison and brown bear with air guns, they're going to be like, nah, you're crazy, you got rabies, brother. And you have to explain to them or show them YouTube and say, no, this is what's up. So, hopefully this was some good information for you guys. Again, not a super long episode and it's hard to talk for a long time because I don't have a guest to interact with. So, my next episode coming up, we're going to have a guest on that I mentioned already. His name is Don Shula, a.k.a. Josh, my brother. And we're going to talk about his experience of being a conventional firearms hunter, occasionally going to the bow, and his conversion, if you will, or acceptance rather, I should say, of air rifles as a meaningful, legitimate way of getting the job done when it comes to small game hunting, predator hunting, and so on. So stay tuned, give this thing a like, share with the haters, and then send me some information, send me some love, send me some things that you found interesting, comment what did you learn in this podcast episode, or tell me that I suck and to get better. Either way. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your day.